You're listening to the Morrowology Podcast. It's all about Morrow County, Ohio. Morrow County, Ohio is my home. I'm really glad I stayed till the end for this one. In the studio today is your hosts, Mike Wilson and Joey Powell. Mike of us. Hey, Joe. How are <laughs> you there, dude? I'm here and excited to do another. What, what is this? A hundred and. I was just trying to look that up. It is. We've done over 100 of these things and people are still listening. Yeah, I'm thinking. Let me see here if I can find it. Ooh, that's not what I wanted. Um, we are, oh man, it made me sign back in. Okay. Um, we're over 100 folks. So, uh, I think we're like, I think this is number 114. Yeah. Something like that. Gosh. Oh, come on now. It's not going to do it. Doggone it. Anyway. Um, there we go. Let's see if it'll do it this way. Um, we are on episode one. I think this is 114, Mike. Oh, wow. 114. Can you believe it? Oh, wow. <laughs> we are over 7,300 downloads. There have been 141 downloads in the last 30 days. And we're averaging between 25 and 50 downloads every week. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> now, when do we start getting uh, money uh, coming from this? <laughs> so, uh, that's a good question. I actually looked at monetizing, which you could do. You could easily monetize, right? Mm-hmm. We don't have enough listeners to monetize. Oh. And, you know, like, do well, which is okay, because that's when they, like, butt into them right in the middle when people are interested with some stupid, like, um, do you have diarrhea? Does your belly gurgle while you're on the phone? You know, those type of stupid commercials, you know what I mean? Like, do your hemorrhoids aggravate you while you're sitting on the couch? Yeah, they're a real pain and, uh, well, you know. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. Uh, why everything is centered around that today, I have no idea. I don't know. It's a, it's a fun start, though. Do you have anal glaucoma? Um, <laughs> I've never heard that term before. Yeah, you've never heard that? No. Yeah, so you can call off work by saying, I have a case of anaglaucoma. And your boss says, anaglaucoma, yeah, I can't see my butt coming in. (laughs) Oh, my. What a start to uh, this 114th podcast. That's right. 114. Hey, I got to tell you a story. Okay, tell me a story. I'll tell you a story. You remember a couple years ago at the uh, Morrow County Fair this guy at the, I was at the log house with the historical society. And yeah. this, this guy comes through and hears my voice. He says, that's Micamus. <laughs> well, this past week, the, the uh, Mara County historical society had, uh, uh, the haunted, uh, museum lobby. And I heard and, that was fantastic by the way. But and, and, um, I was in, in the vault. We had, the vault has a uh, barred door. So we had that. So it looked like a jail. So I was a prisoner. And I was yelling, help, help, let me out, you know, things like that. And uh, this man comes along. He says, that sounds like Micamus. And I said, are you the same? Yep, I'm the same one. So <laughs> I've encountered that person twice. And I still don't know his name. So uh, the gentleman who keeps popping in and saying, hello, Micamus, stop in again to introduce yourself to Mike so he can remember your name. Yeah. And uh, maybe we'll get him on the podcast. Well, we should get him on here. Uh, I'm no. just going to tease something, though, Mike. Okay, what are you going to tease? I'm going to tease that we're going to have, potentially, it's not for sure yet, um, but it is likely 
that we're going to have um, a very special guest on the podcast here in the next couple of weeks. Okay. Um, it may be either by phone or it might actually be here in the studio. I don't know yet. Okay. We'll see. Um, I'm hoping that uh, it comes through. This would probably be, I know for sure, the biggest interview I've ever done. And I'm guessing, I, I, I don't know, I, you've, you've had, you had focus on mid-Ohio and you interviewed lots of I don't know. people. But I, I interviewed Misty Rowe from, from Hee Haw. Did you really? Yeah, I did. Okay, wow. So, okay. <laughs> well, so, but this is somebody of a different... Um, ilk? Yeah, I guess so. I've always wanted to use that word, ilk. Yeah. Um, I'm trying Not to, to be confused with elk, which is a big horned animal out west. Yeah, like, this is going to be... It's an elected official, I'll say that. Okay. Um, and probably the biggest one that uh, we will land, although I won't give up trying. And we have connections that I found out that uh, that we can utilize. And so I really would like to try to do that because I think um, if we can do that locally for you guys, um, especially if they're in, you know, outside of county offices, um, I would like to get, you know, some county officials in. So if there are any of you listening to the podcast, we'd love to have you in. Uh, this is not a gotcha podcast. We are not here with any kind of political... I, I think we need to explain that uh, the main reason we want you on here is to explain your job so the taxpayers know what it is you do. Yeah. What do you do? Um, how do you benefit the community? What... Uh, you know, what projects are you working on to make things more efficient? Like we learned, um, you know, not too long ago that um, the last, I want to say the last set, because there was kind of a uh, an exodus of former folks um, in this last election, but they had actually set forth some pretty cool things. You know, um, Kim Bood, uh, you're able to now get titles um, for your equipment, but you can get them anywhere in the state now. You don't have to come here locally if you don't want to. Um, but you can, you know, she she did some really cool things. They can take credit cards and stuff like. So she did some pretty cool things while she was in office, and and uh, you know we've got a lot of opportunity here because this community is going to grow and it is growing, and it's kind of cool to see. So, <clears throat> Mike, you never you never told who it was that we might. I'm be not going on. to either. Oh, okay. This is kind of a teaser. I see what you're doing yeah, there. Yeah, that's why it was called a teaser. I'm going to okay, tease it. okay. I'm going to tease it. Uh, so Mike, you took me downstairs before we came up and, uh, showed me a pretty cool, um, um, high up in the air exhibit, uh, you know, above the trees, um, you know, in the, the night winds, I'm trying to think of what other terrible lead-ins that I can give here, but you gave me beware of terrible puns I had. Oh, you, uh, here, you want me to use that one? No, I'm not going to use that. Um, but you showed me the newest exhibit downstairs that is going to be happening soon, right? Yes, um, we have a new exhibit, Angels We Have Heard on High, and it's a collection of angels by Sharon Kincaid. And on November, f- or, yeah, no, it is November, isn't it? Yeah. November 5th. That's this um, Sunday, folks. At 2.30 in the afternoon, uh, Sharon Kincaid will be giving a, um, a talk on angels that you might want to uh, might want to come in and say. And there's also also going to be a make and take, making an angel every Sunday with Robin Brucker. I think that's through the month of November. So um, something to be uh, thinking about. 
Yeah, I think you're right. It looks like it stops. It doesn't go on into December for the... Uh, oh, no, I lied. Uh, December 3rd, she's doing a make and take as well, it looks like. so. Okay. Um, so that's pretty cool. And then you still got the exhibit down there of music featuring over there and other musical instruments that'll be going on. And you guys are closed on Thanksgiving on the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Yeah, that was news to me. But yes, the Sunday after Thanksgiving, <laughs> we will be closed. You're correct. Uh, so that, that'll be, that'll be a, a good little thing. And if you guys are interested at all in taking some private tours, um, you know, or you want to set up a private tour with a group, say you're getting um, some classmates together or, you know, a, a, just a group of friends and you want to do the Historical Society tour inside uh, as a private view, you can call 419-560-3640 or 419-768-1238 and leave a message. Um, and, you know, they, they can help you... Um, they can help set that up for you as you can get the one-on-one tour for the Historical Society here at 17 West High Street in Mount Gilead. The Morrow County History Center, uh, a great place to visit. Um, I do want to also say that we had the final Murder, Mystery, and Mayhem walk last Thursday, and we had, it was I think it was 42 people show up for that. That's Pretty amazing. They've been very well attended. Yes, they have. Yes, I mean, have. unless the weather has been really poor. And actually, you guys had really good weather for all those. Yeah. <laughs> I think it rained one day or something. It kind well, of delayed the one things, that but... I happen to be leading, it rained that night. I totally understand why. No. <laughs> so I brought everybody into the History Center for the last couple of presentations and said, pointed to the buildings out the window. So, yeah, it worked. <laughs> it, uh, it was actually, I enjoyed um, the difference between... 1.0 and 2.0. Yes. They're really good. The architecture tour was really good. Um, so, you know, the history, guys, the History Center is a jewel here in the community. If you've not been in, you don't really know what you're missing. There is so much cool history. There's a, a healthcare room, a hospital room, uh, a medical room. I, I'm trying to think of what all you guys military call Military room. A military room. room, There's, room. Yeah, the pottery the, room. A school house. Yeah. Kind of set up like an old... Uh, one room school with it, with stuff from different schools throughout the county from over the past years as well. Yeah, my favorite I think is the, probably the medical room. I sh- it would be all it of the be. you know like the the forceps for the babies and you know all that that cool stuff that is, is there. I just I find that interesting. You know, probably why I've been almost two decades in healthcare. Um, well, one thing in the uh, school room that's really cool, we have the old fire bell from the Fulton School. And it's set up so that you can actually ring the fire bell uh, when you get back there. So uh, keep that in mind. If you'd like to contact or follow the Morrow County Historical Society, you can find them on Morrow County. I'm sorry. You can find them on Facebook at Morrow County Historical Society, Morrow County, Ohio. Or you can email them at Morrow, M-O-R-R-O-W-C-O-H-S at gmail.com. And that is uh, right across the street from the Capitol Theater. They also have the Cross House down to 85 East Marion Street. That's a uh, catty-cornered from Napa right there beside the Morrow um, Family Health Center and the Morrow Vision Center. And then they have the Garvick Log House, which is down at the fairgrounds. Uh, 
And, uh, you know, it does cost money to upkeep these buildings. Uh, they do volunteer their time, and do they volunteer their time? Because it is a time commitment. I talked to somebody who retired and said she now has a full-time job that does not pay. <laughs> That's true. Um, and I can, I can understand that. Um, so, with that being said... Mr. Mike. Well, I'll tell you what. You mentioned the Capitol Theater. Let's talk about what's going on over there. Well, tickets just went on sale yesterday for um, Christmas with Sinatra and Friends. And that's an um, impersonation group out of Mount Vernon. And that show will be December 9th at 6 p.m. and 8 p.m. Tickets are available at capitaltheatermg.square.site. Again, that's capitaltheatermg.square.site, and you can purchase those. We sold just within like the first hour or two hours yesterday. I think we sold um, seven tickets just like that. That's that's amazing. Yeah, I have a feeling. I have a feeling. I hope it's a good one that it's going to be. it's going to be highly attended. I want to thank our sponsors, the Morrow County Chamber of Commerce and the Morrow Family Health Center for sponsoring that to help bring that locally to Morrow County. And uh, this weekend, Mike, is our final weekend of Five Nights at Freddy's. It's kind of a jump film. Uh, it's apparently based off of a video game, and there's several books about it. Yeah, I've heard that. I yeah. did not know any of that. Did you see the movie? I've not gonna, seen okay. it. I tried to watch it when I was mopping the floors, but you know, mopping the floors and trying to look up and watch the movie just did not work. Um, but I heard that it's good. We've had lots of great feedback, lots of good attendance. Um, I'm not sure why, but this movie is making everyone buy jumbo popcorns. Really? Oh, yeah. We sold more jumbos last weekend than I bet we sold in like two or three months. Wow. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Like every, just about every order was a jumbo. I went through um, between Friday and Saturday and Sunday last weekend. I probably went through 35 pounds of popcorn. Oh, my. That's that's the kerneled corn. That's not popped corn. Yeah. Um. And then coming up after this weekend, Mike, is called is a movie called Killers of the Flower Moon. And it's got Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro. And I can't think of um, the lady's name. Oh, skipped out on my brain here. Anyway, it's based off of a book. And I think the movie is three and a half hours long. It's a long movie. Oh my. Three, I think it's three hours and 26 minutes. So you're going to have to adjust your starting times. Yeah, so we'll probably do a six, six, and two on Sunday. Um, just to you know make sure, because we get a lot of good Sunday crowd, and we think that this movie is going to be a good movie for folks. Uh, talked to um, a couple the other day over at uh, Endzone and, t- and was telling them about the movie and and he says, "Oh, I read that book. We're going to have to come. That was a good mo- that was a good book. I bet it'll be a good movie." And of course, I don't think you can go wrong with Robert De Niro. I think he's a good actor. I really do. Um anyway, Mr. Mike, that's coming up. And then of course, It's a Wonderful Life brought to the stage by Marl Little Theater. And I just so happen to be sitting here with Uncle Billy. <laughs> well, yes you do. <laughs> I didn't bring my flask with me, but okay. Come on, you old fool. (laughs) All right. Uh, Tickets went on sale today, and you can find those at morrowlittletheater.org. Again, that's morrowlittletheater.org. We do expect those to sell out. Um, I 
I'm not sure uh, how long those tickets will last, but we are expecting them to sell out. So that's coming up. Mike, I know that there's some people who uh, are interested in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. How'd that go? It went very well for us. It was a great fundraiser for Mara Little Theater. And I wanted to let you know, you can still see it live with our friends at Galleon Community Theater. This weekend, it is going to be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and that's going to be at 7.30, 7.30, and I believe at 2. Uh, but you can find that information at Galleon Community Theater, and uh, I mention that because um, they are very good to Mar Little Theater and vice versa. It's nice to have um, friendly theaters. Uh, you know, we're you know we're working together to make sure that we're not doing the same thing that they're doing and vice versa. So we're p- working to plan our, our schedules a little bit better because I don't know if you know this or not, but SpongeBob was done like three times last summer um, in this area. So we we're trying to, to vary everything around a little bit. Coming up this Saturday from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. is the Northmore PTO's Christmas in the Country Craft Show. And it says, we are having our annual craft show this November. Come out and join the fun. We have added even more vendors this year. We can also gra- you can also grab lunch while, you're, while you shop. As always, we offer free admission. We have three, yes, three full gyms, the high school, junior high, and elementary, plus a cafeteria full of vendors, four different locations to shop. You don't want to miss this. I can tell you, I will not be going to that. That will be way too many people for me. <laughs> I keep finding, Mike, the older I get, I do not want to be in crowded spaces like that. I, I'm not sure what the dealio is, but as I get older. Um, also coming up is the people behind the names on the Morrow County Victory Shaft. And this is going to be presented by the Morrow County Genealogical Society. It's going to be at their location, which is the Annex. Well, let me add right? to that. The uh, Williamsport Grange and and the Genealogical Society together will be uh, combining oh. for this event. Nice. Okay, because I did not see anywhere where it mentions the um, the Grange, so that's good the to The Morrow County oh, Genealogical right Society and the Williamsport Grange 1815 are combining their November meeting. Um, it'll be a free presentation. It's, I guess they're going to go over the names of the, the folks that are mentioned on the Victory Shaft, which would be kind of neat, actually. Mm-hmm. I've seen some of the names by getting up there, but I don't really know too much about it. So that sounds like a good time if you're interested in that thing. And then I also found that the Marengo UMC Christmas Craft Show is December 2nd at 9 a.m. at the Marengo United Methodist Church. And Mike, I think... Oh, photos with Santa at Coat Winery, and that is just you know it's just south of town here, south of the fairgrounds on forty two. That is December sixteenth, and then Saturday, December twenty third at seven p.m. Local boy Preston Cooper is going to be singing down there at the winery, and that is for sure, Mike. All that I have. Well, here's one. It's kind of in the future, but you know, December is not that far away. Um, after Thanksgiving, get ready for the holiday craft shows and bazaars. Great one is the Marengo United Methodist Church, Saturday, December 2nd, the day of the uh, Marengo Christmas Parade and more. And that will be December 2nd, starting at 9 a.m. And here is, an, let's see, when is this? Um, let's see if I can find dates on this. Okay, um, 
if you are in need of a winter coats for your children, and I'm going to read this whole thing. If your child wears youth sizes 5 to 11 and you need help getting a winter coat, contact school counselor Sarah Cresswell. This is at uh, Northmore School at scresswell at nightpride.org with your child's name and coat size. Thanks to a nonprofit group called Coats for Children, we have a lot of winter coats available for free. So, um, folks, last couple of days we found out that uh, the cold weather is coming back. And, um, you know, if your kids are in need of a coat, please contact uh, Sarah Cresswell at the um, uh, Northmore School. All right. And, Mike, I neglected to share something I feel terrible about. And I'm sure she'll hit me uh, for doing this. But, you know, I've got um, a Sinatra and Friends Christmas. You know, Frank, Dino, and Sammy celebrate Marshmallow World going on December 9th, right? I shared that Mm -hmm, at the Capitol Theater. Mm -hmm. Did you know that Jamie Zeger is going to open for them? Oh, really? She is. She's going to be singing some songs of Rosemary Clooney. Oh, yes. I had heard that. Yeah, and I forgot to share that. So, um and she capitalized friend when I forgot to mention her in the post, so I better not forget to mention her <laughs> on the podcast here. What else, Mr. Mike? Uh, for now, I think that's all I have. I know. I don't really have anything much either. Like, there's not a lot. Like, we're, we're almost to the season where it's just going to be Christmas holiday parties and stuff. By the way, if anyone is interested, you can rent the movie theater across the way here. The Capitol Theater, Mount Gilead, does rent for $200 for every four-hour block of time. And it comes with popcorn and pop for up to 25 people. If you have more than that, that's fine. We're going to talk about that and see just what uh, or how that will change your rental fee. But that does help us make the improvements to the building that everyone has been seeing. And hopefully, we'll get to that new movie screen very soon. Um, so that's that. what we're hoping is, your, is that uh, we'll be able to continue to make those improvements. And uh, you'll see a difference. Uh, we'll be hitting the outside of the building at some point. Because that needs a little TLC too. Mm-hmm. So... Anything else, Mike? Any? Right now, that's all I have. We're, we're going to soon be hearing about all kinds of Christmas things, like Joey said. But uh, for oh. now, what what what's that? The Mount Gilead Downtown Parade is December first. December first Friday. Okay. And I uh, believe it starts at seven, but there's downtown activities starting as early as five. I believe um, there's going to be, I'm sure, hot chocolate being served, mm-hmm. caroling. Uh, there'll be the parade. The history center will be open. History center. Will and be open. if it happens to be cold outside, you have a good view of the parade from the windows down here in the his, in the history center. That's easy for me to say. Yes. Mar Little Theater is going to be uh, Mar Little Theater. Capitol Theater is going to be open. Um, it's going to be a fantastic time. It always is. Um, so I'm kind of excited about that, to be honest. Um, so anyway, I forgot to share that. And then Cardington will be, this will be the latest that it can ever be for them, is their Thursday night, and I just want to make sure that I get the date right before I say it. It's going to be Thursday the 14th of December. That is their their uh, Christmas celebration there in Cardington. And so far, those are the only two that I know about um, for the space. So, All right, Mike and Miss, are you ready? 
Yes. Let's, let's do this. Flash back. The Morrow County History Center is now open for the season, Sunday afternoons, 2 to 4. New exhibits, new floor plan in the lobby for 2023. Experience Morrow County's past at the Morrow County History Center, Sunday afternoons, 2 to 4 p.m. All right, Micamus, what are we talking about today? Well, I have a uh, book here that's put together by Stan Sype. It's titled Life in Morrow County, 1935 versus 1960. Well, so, that, would ought, that ought to be interesting. It is. So um, today we're going to talk about a lot of things that were going on around Morrow County in 1935. And then next week or two, we'll transi- transition to a very special year of 1960. Uh, somebody in this room was born in that year. Was not me. <laughs> I was born like 25 years later. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to read it as Stan wrote it. Uh, life in Morrow County during two years, 1935 and 1960, couldn't have been more different for our ancestors. Although separated by only a quarter century, the quality of life in the year 1935 was the polar opposite of what it was in 1960. 1935 reflects life during America's slow point, the Great Depression. On the other hand, 1960 shows how life improved thanks to a post-war economic boom unprecedented in our nation's history. Our ancestors experienced this 25-year roller coaster ride firsthand. Only when one experiences the lowest of lows can one truly appreciate the highest of highs. Morrow County in 1935. The census revolt results. Let me try this again. (laughs) Easy for you to say. The census results for Morrow County in 1930 showed the population as 14,489. Of this total, over 10,000 lived on the county's 2,654 farms. Mount Gilead, the largest village in the county, had a population of 1,871. The 1930 census also significant. Uh, the 1930 census was also was significant. I'm putting words in there, not there, as it was the last to show a 50 year decline in the county's population. Every census since 1930 has shown an increase in Morrow County's population. It is estimated that about 15,000 lived in Morrow County in 1935. This is based partly on the fact that there was a uh, decided back to the farm migration during the decade by people who had fled to the cities in the 1920s. Of course, 1935 was the middle of the Great Depression, the worst economic calamity in the nation's history. Those who had left Morrow County during the 20s for a better life in the cities in 1935 found themselves out of work as the unemployment rate hit 25% nationwide. Many found their way back to farms in Morrow County as a necessity. For some in Morrow County in 1935, it was a daily struggle to put food on the family table. The county's unemployment rate exceeded 15% at times. Since 1930, the county had lost 145 factory jobs. Banks foreclosed on many farms. Bankruptcy filings hit a 25-year high. The county sheriff himself filed for personal bankruptcy. The Ford dealership in Mount Gilead went under. Destitution hit farmers and townspeople alike. 
For Morrow County residents, in 1935, there was no end in sight to the Great Depression. Into this, into this, into this anyhow, however, stepped the New Deal work relief programs of President uh, Roosevelt. Although the numbers varied month to month, well over half of the county's estimated 600 jobless by 1935 found work in these programs. For men, this work was mostly making road improvements or building the Cardington Water Distribution Center. Out-of-work women were employed in local sewing centers or manufacturing straw mattresses and bedclothes. In addition, 55 unemployed Mara County men aged 18 to 35 joined the Civilian Conservation Corps in 1935. They were assigned to the CCC camps nationwide, planting trees and fighting forest fires. And I might add to that, my grandpa was in the CCC in Tennessee, and I have his uniform. So um, these and other New Deal relief programs not only helped to put food on the table, but they also gave our ancestors hope for the future. After a rocky start in the early 30s, where every company employee had his wages cut, hydraulic press manufacturing, or the HPM in Mount Gilead, had bounced back by by 1935. In that year, HPM was Morrow County's largest private, private employer with a workforce of over 250. Worldwide sales of the company's diversified line of products had increased in the previous few years. And in 1935, the manufacturer was expanding. Company officials were experiencing difficulties in hiring workers. However, as there was a housing shortage in the vicinity of Mount Gilead, few people commuted out of county to their jobs then. The second largest employee in the county was also located in Mount Gilead. Although it was seasonal employment, the Florence Pottery Company had more than 50 workers. The plant's products were popular throughout the country and even had a few overseas customers. The company had a contract to supply flower pots for all greenhouses operated by the United States Department of Agriculture. Well, that's interesting. That's pretty big for Little Mara County. Declining revenues as a result of the depression, uh, depressed economy had required the Morrow County commissioners to make budget cuts in the early 1930s, resulting in the loss of key personnel. One of these personnel uh, cuts had deadly consequences by mid-decade. Morrow County had no health department nurse in 1935, as her position was axed by the commissioners four years earlier. With no county health nurse, there was no pre- or postnatal education available to new mothers. As a result of this loss, infant deaths increased in the county each year until 1936 when a nurse could be hired. Babies were born at home in the 1930s as there was no Morrow County Hospital. Of course, doctors made house calls then. There was also no agricultural, no, yeah, there was also no agricultural agent for Morrow County in 1935 as the commissioners also had to let him go in 1931. This loss caused farmers who had issues with their farming operations to seek assistance elsewhere. The commissioners paid half of the agent's salary, while the state picked up the other half. An agent was hired after 1935 as the county's economic picture brightened somewhat. 
Morrow County's farmers had other issues in 1935. They had experienced uh, multiple uh, drought years since 1930. There were still hundreds of miles of rural dirt roads in the county, which turned to mud in wet weather. There was no Farm Bureau cooperatives or soil and water conservation district. There were few 4-H clubs for farm kids. But the one thing that local farmers wanted most in 1935, electricity. We've talked about that before. We have talked about that. Was still a few years away. <laughs> Morrow County's farmers in 1935 lived for the most part as farmers had for centuries before them, with the obvious exceptions of mechanic, mechanicized equipment. I had trouble with that word. The automobile and the telephone. Their lives mirrored those who had settled in the county in the 19th century. Illumination was provided by candlelight or coal, coal oil lamp. Most of the work had to be accomplished during daylight. Their food was stored in an ice house or a root cellar. Mount Gilead and Cardington residents had enjoyed living better electrically since the 1890s. Other county villages were energized later. It was as if electricity created two separate and unequal societies, those with it and those without it. Take a farm kid who lived a mile outside of Mount Gilead in 1935. He attended the village school. They had electricity during the day and returned to the farm to a house and barn without it. He did his homework by kerosene lamp. His house had no running water, so his bathroom was located away from the residence. Neither did the rural church nor the general store his family uh, frequented have electricity. The next year, however, Mara County's farmers banded together paid a $10 membership fee, and formed a cooperative for the purpose of bringing electricity to the rural areas. A loan from the federal government was secured, and the Morrow Rural Electric Cooperative, owned by those it serves, was in business. A farm just east of Cardington was the first to be energized in May of 1938. By 1960, every farm in Morrow County was connected to rural power. And you know what? I think we'll continue with 1935 next year. Uh, next year. <laughs> next week. Next. Yes, next podcast. And uh, talk about some more of 1935. And then we get into 1960 and see uh, what differences there are between those um, 1935 and 1960. That, uh, yeah. And that's really not a long period of time, but uh, there were some major changes. Yeah. So, Mike, um, have you ever heard of the Sistine Chapel? Yes, Not the certainly. 16th Chapel, the Sistine Chapel. Most certainly have. By Michelangelo? Uh-huh. Well, did you know that it opened to public on this day in 1512? Really? That, that doesn't even seem possible, does it, like to say <laughs> 1512? Yeah, and I understand that uh, he learned there how to paint ceilings. Yeah, I heard so. Laying on his back, painting. Um, let's see here. Uh, the first NBA basketball game was played on this date, November 1st, 1946. Uh, the European Union was officially established on this day in 1993. And who was the first president to live in the White House? Ooh, it was after Jefferson... I don't remember. It was John Adams. Okay, okay. And uh, he moved into the White House on this date in 1800. 
Okay. And let's see here. Um, oh, in 1952, the United States tests its first hydrogen bomb. And 1765, which led to the creation of the United States of America, the Stamp Act goes into effect in the American colonies. And in this, on this day in 1950, an assassination attempt threatens President Harry S. Truman. Oh, yeah, I never heard of that. So just some of the uh, things that I wanted to share there as we um, have a you know pretty cool uh, history. You can, excuse me, you can find those things on history.com, This Day in History. And Mike, are you ready? Hang on, buckle your seatbelt. I'm hanging on, belt. let's go. <laughs> All right, folks, it is that time. Do you have jokes? Do I, I mean, have jokes? Does I want to say good jokes. Well, anyhow. Uh, <laughs> Something tells me that's not funny. <laughs> oh, wow. Warning. 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 Terrible, terrible puns ahead. Warning. 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 All right, Mr. Mike, what do you got? Well, uh, I'd, since we're just coming out of Halloween, and you'll probably get this one because your kids have probably asked you this one. Why didn't the ghost go to the Halloween party? I don't know. Really? I don't. Oh, well, I'm not going to tell you. No. Uh, because he had nobody to go with. Nobody. Ha, 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 Okay. I don't have any jokes. I finished my book, and I didn't look anything up for today. <laughs> a police officer came to my house and asked me where I was between 5 and 6. He seemed irritated when I answered, kindergarten. <laughs> you know, <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. I'm here, I'm here all week. Um, most bald people still own a comb. They just can't part with it. Oh, my gosh. Seriously? Warning, do not give Rice Krispies to young children. I ate them as a youngster. Now when I stand up, I snap, crackle, and pop. So true. Oh, that's that's terrible. <laughs> that's seriously. You oh, that's just terrible. Oh my. Um uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of what joke I want to um uh, okay. Oh, well, you would like this one. You would probably participate. Everyone at the autopsy club was excited. It was open mic night. Oh, my gosh. Please. No, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I'm trying to see here. Here's a, a, a pop. You know, pop bottles had the old uh, top that you had to take off. Inside the cap, it said, remove before drinking. Well, yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else? Any other? I uh, guess you're calling these jokes. I'm not so sure that's the case, but. I found them quite humorous. Thank you. <sighs> you thought humorous was just a bone, didn't you? All right, Mike. <laughs> I think it's time. You think? I'll give you one more if you can come up with one, one more. more. One more. Um, 
Do, 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 do. Do you know what game show uses the most toilet paper? No, what? Jeopardy. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Okay, well, you know, we you had... You think uh, that was funny? We, we, uh, moving right along. Uh, we had frost on the windshields of our cars last couple of mornings. Terrible. I forgot, I forgot to put my ice scraper back in my car, which I really have. Uh, this morning, I had to use a store rewards card. Ineffective. Only took off 5%. Okay. On that note, folks, we're going to leave you for the week. Be nice to each other. Be kind to each other. Please know there are people fighting battles you don't know anything about. There is an election coming up. Go out there. Make sure you know what's on the ballot and who or what you're voting for. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week.